quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Oh, yes, guy. It's that time of the weekend again. The weekend is here, and so on the count of three. One, two, three. Yes, guy. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Coming up on our broadcast today, Rob Leth, who has an interesting story about these, these things he's doing with stadiums, local stadiums, we'll explore. Don't know the technical term for it, but he's having fun, and we're going to have fun with him. Jim Lawson, the CEO of Woodbine Entertainment, will stop by. As of course, the, the gates are open for a lot of these outdoor activities, and that's horse racing included. And, and so we'll get the uh, the update on that and talk about uh, what happened in the States with the, uh, the Triple Crown, the first two races of the Triple Crown for thoroughbred horse racing. And, of course, we've got the Canadian Triple Crown that will start up soon as well. Then uh, Perry and I will talk about what uh, Mr. Lawson has said, and then, of course, we end off with the obligatory yes guy, no guy competition to and the proceedings perry how are you this week jim it's great sports is in full force I'm watching the pga hockey basketball couldn't be any better if you're a sports fan i know there's plenty to watch the weather's great outside and uh, you know i guess the, uh, the 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 biggest debate is ac or open window what what happens in your place we go with ac but i love sitting outside in the sun so we try to mix it up in the left go household what about you um, I, I'm sort of I'm in a new place, so I'm I'm trying to figure out the uh, sort of the limits of the cold. I don't like too cold. I don't want to feel like I'm in a refrigerator, so I have to find the right balance. And, and uh, you know, because I'm trying to figure that out, it goes AC on for a bit. Now that's too cold. Window open, and then if it's humid, window closed, AC on. You know, it's it's kind of a war. <laughs> Isn't it kind of funny that we're balancing the cold in the house? But about three weeks ago, it was cold. We're going outside wearing. Jackets, it's crazy the weather. Always is. Well, yeah, it's up and down. And, and uh, this weekend, the long weekend, can be a little sketchy uh, in the past, but this weekend looks pretty good. Stay safe in the water this summer. For all your marine safety needs, visit fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your entire order. Looking for an experienced real estate agent? Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. So looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service? Put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call her Text him at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by anybody. And, and while I'm reminded of, uh, you know, where we're going on the show, I want to tell everybody that Tennis Talk Canada returns next Saturday at 11 a.m. And we're going to go from next Saturday all the way to September 18th, which will be the start of the French Open all the way to the end of the U.S. Open. So Ken Christina will be by. That's 11 a.m. on Saturdays on TSN 1050. So plenty of stuff going on, uh, and uh, hockey as well, and, and we'll get into that uh, that cadre suspension later on. I'm sure it will appear in Yes Guy, No Guy. By the way, have you got your Yes Guy, No Guy scripted? I have. Do you want me to give you some hints or just go blind into it? Just one hint. I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but one hint. Drake. Oh. Drake okay. the turncoat. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Sounds pretty harsh. Wow. I don't know, man. You're either a Raptor for life or you're on, you're off the bandwagon. Okay, yeah, that's right. You're either on the bus or you're off it. So there you go. Okay, let's bring in Rob Leth. Uh, at Rob Leth is the Twitter account, former uh, global sports guy. In fact, the last guy I hired in the business, the last full-time hire I ever made, which was Rob, um, how many centuries ago? 
I don't know. I'm just glad to be the last mistake you ever made. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way of looking at it. Well, tell us about your – I just want to dive into this stuff because it's on Facebook, and obviously we're pals, and, you know, your stadium creation thing has a local touch to it. So what, what are you doing here? It's, uh, it looks pretty intriguing. Yeah, so the game is MLB The Show, which has been a Sony exclusive on consoles for the last 15 years. I've been an Xbox guy, and there's finally cross-platform this year. So excited to play the game again. And one of the features is uh, Stadium Creator. There are literally hundreds of options you can use to kind of create your own field of dreams. You can even do the field of dreams uh, if you want to. And the first one that I made was Kinsman Stadium in Oshawa. And that's the stadium that I grew up playing at uh, for Oshawa baseball and Durham College and Eastdale High School, we all played there. So that's the stadium that I know every nook and cranny with my eyes closed. So it's, it was pretty cool recreating that and playing there in virtual form. But then I got to thinking, well, maybe I can do some other ones uh, with some local touch. And they seem to be doing, uh, you know, pretty well on social media. Uh, Labatt Park in London was one that I did that got a lot, a lot of attention. Uh, Christy, Park, uh, Christy Pitts in Toronto I uh, posted that one the other day, and it got more than 10,000 views. So it's pretty cool to see that other people are enjoying these as well. Rob, great talking to you again, because I remember the days when it was left and left go. Those were some <laughs> fine days at Global. I think that was just one day, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim, you were off for that night. I don't know what you were doing, but anyway. <laughs> I don't recall those nights. Anyway. Thanks for killing my moment there. All right. <laughs> so tell me, Rob, can you create a field of dreams for the Blue Jays, specifically here in Toronto? Uh, yeah, there's, the only limit really is your imagination, Perry. So if you have an idea for a new stadium uh, with some features in it that would look pretty cool, uh, just let me know and I'll add them in there. Like, what would you most like to see for a stadium in Toronto other than no field turf? I'd probably want to have, specifically for baseball, a really small stadium. I mean, not unlike what it is in Buffalo. 25,000-seat stadium. It's compact, easy to get to, Downsview Park. I could think about right there to start because it's easy to get to. Well, one of the ones I'm looking at actually recreating is Maple Leaf Stadium. I've been looking at a lot of the pictures uh, there on the Internet, and uh, that looked like a really cool place to watch the game. It was right down by the water and, uh, you know, pretty unique uh, um, distances for the home run fence and the the covered stands. That, That looked really cool. I'm, I'm glad you opened that door because I, I was going to say, could you recreate CNE Stadium? And, and how do you find the specs for this? Um, so one of the tricks that I've learned in doing this is just going to Google, Google Earth. And if you, you know, hover over top of where the field is and get a good image, you can actually measure the distances of the fence on there and get accurate uh, dimensions there and just, uh, you know, tailor that to your field. Um, so, yeah, um, Exhibition Stadium is one that quite a few people have created in the game, so it's pretty cool to play there. Uh, there's no AstroTurf in the game, which is kind of crazy. So you, you have to play on field turf at the X. But um, one of the things that I did, I downloaded an exhibition stadium. And then beyond right field, beyond the scoreboard, I added in a Ferris wheel and some uh, some cable cars. So it looks like the CNE is going on <laughs> in the background as you're playing the game. Can you create an exhibition stadium where it's not freezing when you're sitting on these stands that look like a little baseball park? I remember going to countless games there and sitting on the benches down the first baseline in April in the rain. Uh, The best seats in the house were the grandstand behind left field. Uh, They were the most comfortable seats, and you had a bit of a roof there. 
You know, and I used to like I I used to sit along the third baseline. Any seat in the old uh, in CNE Stadium Exhibition Stadium along the baseline was fantastic. You were close; you could see everything. I mean, you almost didn't have to watch the game except for the foul tip. <laughs> yeah, well, except the seats were metal. They were, yeah, they were nice well. and plastic in the in the grandstand, which were a little more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, where do you want to take this? Or you're just having fun, right? But but it does have some traction. Well, yeah, I just wanted to create a couple to play. Um, there's, you can make 30 of them and save them on, on your system. So uh, a lot of people are making requests now for, for stadiums. Um, I know a lot of people want me to do Bernie, Bernie Arbor in Hamilton, which looks like a great field. Um, Hastings Stadium in Guelph um, is one that got requested. And it's interesting because that's the last game uh, that I ever played competitively for Durham College. We played at Hastings uh, Stadium in Guelph. And the final play of the game in my career was me throwing a guy out at the plate. So I think I have to make that one. <laughs> well, Rob, we're talking about baseball, so I should ask you, with all these no-hitters going on right now, has it become too commonplace for what was previously a, a rare happening? It, it's just weird how things happen in baseball. Um, all the talk over the last few years was the juiced baseball, and now they're talking about that they've uh, you know changed the ball a little bit. And you have to think that probably has – an effect on you know how these pitchers are getting all these no hitters but the crazy thing for me speaking of no hitters is that with all the great pitchers that the Toronto Blue Jays have had over their existence they only have one no hitter and that was Dave Steves and um, an interesting trivia note on that I was at that game in Cleveland so um, anytime a Toronto pitcher kind of gets close and I'm not there I almost want them to have it broken up because I can just say that I've been to every Blue Jays no hitter was that was that a work assignment? It wasn't. It was well before any work assignments. <laughs> I, was, I was a youngin. Uh, tell us about the drone. I, I, I'm fascinated. We have great conversations, you and I, about stuff that you're doing. Uh, the, you know, the vinyl, the everyday, the, the isolation album every day is, is fantastic, and you've done one uh, uh, day, obviously, for more than a year, which is uh, really dedicated. The drone thing I, I'm interested in, too. Uh, what have you discovered with that? It's, it's just a great way to, you know, kill time. I've had a lot of spare time over the last year, as you know. Um, but, yeah, just getting out and flying this thing, um, the reaction to the videos that I posted, it's just it, it, people aren't used to seeing video where the camera lifts up and kind of gives you an overview of the area. And you kind of get that lifting feeling inside of you when you see that kind of video. So, you know, a lot of people like what they're seeing and i'd like to incorporate that into to more of a business model and shoot some golf courses i think golf courses you know are, are the ideal use for a drone uh, just getting those flybys of each hole so uh, looking to do a little bit of that and i think this week i'm actually heading out to brampton golf club to, to shoot some video for them so that's exciting rob if you were to create the jim taddy stadium what would be the defining feature oh. of it uh let's see here it would have to be uh classic that's for sure um i don't know you tell me jim what, what would you want in the stadium i don't know why well, i mean there has to be there has to be a yes stadium. it's got to be it's got to be a yes guy zone somewhere there right <laughs> well the, there is lettering you actually can build yeah. one that says you, i could actually put yes guy on on a on a on a billboard uh, beyond the fence so maybe yeah. i should do a yes guy stadium what do you think uh, well, yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that would work. No, there, there could be a, and a, and a yes guy, no guy area, and a no guy area where where people that have had too much uh, to do go, and, I, and I it's think, like a it's like a pen. I think there would have to be a lot of seats in the stadium, uh, given all your fans. Oh, whoa, yeah. 
Oh, God, yeah, it's a five-seater. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, i got to ask you, if it was starting to rain and they had to pull the tarp on, it was Jim Taddy Stadium, would they pull something that looked like a giant mustache to cover it up? I don't know, but I think you and I would be the ones rolling out the tarp. <laughs> oh, boy. I, no, I would have no guy on the tarp, right? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that make no sense? Guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no guys. No, sorry. Anyways, Rob, thanks very much. Appreciate your time as always. Take care, buddy. All right. Thanks, guys. Rob Leth, ladies and gentlemen, at Rob Leth is the Twitter account. Be heard outdoors with a Fox 40 electronic whistle, 100 decibels at the press of a button. Buy yours now at fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your order. If you are an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker Remax West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call 647-292-8886 or email Charles. Charles at RemaxWest.net. Coming up next, uh, Jim Lawson, CEO of Woodbine Entertainment. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, the TSN and iHeartRadio apps and Apple Music. You're listening to The Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. a Fox 40 whistle to be heard outdoors while walking, hiking, biking, and more. Visit fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your order. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Yes, guy, Jim Taddy and Perry Left go with you. We bring in now Jim Lawson, CEO, Woodbine Entertainment. Jim, how are you today, sir? Great. How are you guys doing? Very good. Thanks for stopping by. So, uh, you know, business is going to start up again. Give us the start date and, and maybe the uh, Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Racing Triple, count, uh, triple Crown schedule. Well, in terms of what it looks like today, uh, we're looking at the thoroughbred starting on uh, Friday, June the 18th. Uh, that is, uh, of course, all dependent on uh, step one of the reopening of the economy. Get going. The the province is targeting June 14th, June 15th, based on a whole bunch of factors, including in particular uh, the vaccination rates. So uh, it's it's a little difficult for us to plan, quite frankly, but. Uh, Right now, we've we've tried to set a date to give some certainty around it. Jim, what what has this cost horse racing? And maybe not in terms of dollars, although you can go there. But but in terms of just not having anything, uh, much like many other businesses, there's a price there, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, there, there's no question. There's a price. It's it's hard to put a dollar figure upon it. Uh, certainly, we could we could calculate that in terms of lost days of wagering. But I think the the potential damage, and and I've said this, is is uh, likely more on the thoroughbred side than the standard bred side. I I think that uh, we have loyal horse people on both sides, uh, but uh, the situation we face with the thoroughbreds right now is is a number of our major trainers have have not moved their horses, and some of them have actually moved them the other way uh, during this period, and you can't blame them. And so. It's a question of the damage that will be done longer term. And in terms of the dollars and cents, one of the things that will suffer uh, is, is all of the wagering um, sets, the, 
the Breeders' Awards and, and the like in terms of the overall economics for, for the province, uh, the horse racing industry in the province, and those numbers are going to be down substantially. So we will have to uh, look and see what the impact will be and if there's any way to address that going forward. Jim, you know, before all of this happened, you know, thoroughbred racing and horse racing as a whole was suffering from, uh, you know, a connection with a modern audience. You know, people from my age, Jim's age, we all loved horse racing. So when horse racing gets back, what could be done to bring people back to horse racing or even get people to come to horse racing for the first time? Well, I, I wish you could turn that over to our friend, Mr. Copeland, uh, but, uh, you know, that's the challenge he's got as a chief commercial officer, and we all have it, quite frankly. It's, it's a demographic issue. Uh, we have to make it, uh, make it more fun. We, uh, I've said this many times. I've been chastised a little bit for it, but we have to get people to love the sport, uh, love, the, love the challenge, understand racing, and love the horses. And so I think that if, if, if we take that grounds-up approach for getting people to be more invested in, in the love of horse racing as opposed to the love of wagering, and I know that sounds idealistic, but I, I really believe that what this sport has going for it is – is people do love horses. They do love the competition. And I think we need to work hard to introduce that. And we're well on our way. I think Woodbine actually does a very good job of that. We have a, a big broadcasting department that works closely with our social media and content department. And, and we're working hard on that. We're telling, this, telling the stories of our stars, both our equine stars and our, and our uh, trainers and our jockeys and our drivers. And so... I think there's an element of that. I know Netflix is, is uh, planning or coming out with a, a show on horse racing, and it's that sort of thing that will will help uh, move horse racing into the mainstream. I also have said many times that as we look to select our partner in terms of sports betting, uh, we want to move horse racing into mainstream, and I think that will help to bring more young eyes on the sport also. Well, you mentioned about the horse, the, the equine athlete being the star. You also mentioned though, about wagering almost as not being as important. And basically what happened in the, the Kentucky Derby is people bet on that race, saw what happened afterwards. They don't get their money refunded. So if you're going to talk about the equine athlete, tell me what you would do for people that are betting on the horse racing to say, this is what you should be betting on versus say betting on or, uh, investing in lotteries. Yeah, I mean, first of all, let, let me uh, let me say that I, I felt like I already corrected myself, but I'll do it again. The wagering is important. Our wagering customers are are how this sport moves. Uh, all I'm suggesting is you ask how we get the younger fans more engaged. One of the ways to get them more engaged is is the love of the sport and the love of the horse, and, and that's going to help the, the wagering in terms of growing the sport. In terms of uh, the equine athletes, again, I, I think it's a, it's an industry that, that continue despite uh, the dark cloud that, that came over as a result of the Derby. I think that uh, people can have confidence uh, in, in the sport, in the steps that have been taken. And uh, I, I think we do have a bright future. And I think the numbers, guys, in the United States right now are showing that. And notwithstanding what we just said about the Kentucky Derby, the, the Preakness, the Preakness set a record and, and the wagering is up across the United States. And I expect when Woodbine gets going again, we will have record numbers, even without spectators and the fans uh, stands in the first instance. 
Well, you referenced the Kentucky Derby, and anybody who watches racing loves the Kentucky Derby, and yet I think what happened this year put a really black mark on the sport. How personally were you offended by what happened and all the excuses that Bob Baffert was making about why there was a positive drug test? Well, listen, it's, it's, it's a difficult topic. I, I will say that, uh, I don't know, personally offended is the right term, but it definitely left a black eye on the sport. I, I, you know, there's, there's many ways of looking at, at, at that uh, circumstance. I think, uh, you know, Bob is, is, is going to be slapped on the wrist and, and, and hopefully pretty hard because he's, he has put a black eye on the sport. And, uh, you know, I don't, you know, he, I don't think he had a, a conscious move to, to give a, it's not a performance enhancing drug. And, and uh, we need a longer discussion to analyze what goes on with, with, cortisone and, and steroids and horse racing uh, essentially you you don't give them because you don't want to hurt the horse because horses are not like humans they don't understand if you're masking an injury with an anti-inflammatory and that's why there are withdrawal periods and uh, you know whether it's whether it was the the uh, dermatitis or whether it was an actual injunction injection into a joint i don't know um that's the you know that's the the purpose of of the legal proceedings that will go on, no doubt, even even if this second split sample does come back positive, you can you can bet that this isn't over in terms of the legal proceedings. So I'm not going to judge that, but I will say that uh, it, it left a black eye, and, and uh, it's not good for the sport, and it's disappointing. At, at the same time, uh, I think that it's um, it's a sport that is is heavily regulated. Uh, it's heavily regulated in Ontario. I think the AGCO does a great job, and uh, and we'll continue to to make sure that this sport is uh, in in the eyes of the public that it's the perception is that it's clean, and we've got we've got work to do in that regard. But uh, I can tell you, across North America, the racetracks and, and uh, the the various associations, including in particular the Jockey Club in New York, are coming together on these issues to clean them up, and the, and the legislation in the U.S. Uh, is certainly going to help in that regard. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, you'd look at that and then sort of apply it to if that happened here, how would you handle it? Would it be different than, than how it was in the States? And, and do you sort of go through a, a little scenario there just to make sure, like, how the Americans handled it and how you would handle it? Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, necessarily. I mean, it, 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 every circumstance is different. So it, it's it's tough to answer that question, Jim, in a, in a uh on an ind- you know, without going every individual circumstance, whether it's the type of drug, uh, the track record of the trainer, uh, the, the type of drug, it, it's difficult. So it's it's hard to know uh, how how one would handle it. Um, these things do pop up. I can tell you, in terms of especially uh, with traces of any inflammatory and, and other. Um, Butazolid in that type of byproduct in in the system, those things do pop up, and and there and there are different classifications uh, that the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario would apply to it. This is generally not the the jurisdiction of the racetrack, such as Woodbine. Um, the only time we step in is if we feel it's going to give a a, a black eye to the racetrack in terms of our brand. Uh, we will potentially uh, use our our private property trespass rights if we think the the presence of a particular trainer is going to give a black eye to the industry but this clearly in Ontario uh and in other jurisdictions falls into the 
jurisdiction of the racing commissions and in Ontario, the Alcohol and Gaming Commission. Jim, there's always the possibility that Bob Baffert could run a horse at Woodbine. His horses have been banned from racing at, at uh, Kentucky, specifically Churchill Downs. Belmont has now done it. Would you bar Jim, Would you bar Bob Baffert from running a horse at Woodbine? Listen, I, I would, uh, and, and I'm not trying to escape the question. Uh, I would, I would defer to the AGCO. We have these issues coming up regularly in terms of uh, uh, situations where there are suspensions in other jurisdictions, um, and relative to where Bob Baffert is today, uh, I think it would be a wait and see. And in any event, it would not be our decision. It would be up. We would defer on that type of decision as we do regularly to the AGCO. And I'm not trying to evade the question. I just think that it's, it's a question which um, will not be the decision, would not be the decision of, uh, of the particular racetracks in Ontario, whether it be the standard bread side or the thoroughbred side. And as to how we would feel about it as a racetrack, I think, you know, there's, there's a story to be told here one way or another in terms of where this comes out. Um, But uh, right now, uh, it's a wait and see. Jim, if you could, and you probably had some time to think about things along with everybody else over the last year, if you could look maybe five years down the road, uh, could you tell us what horse racing will look like here? And could you tell us what that Woodbine property might look like here? Well, I, I continue to be very optimistic about the sport of horse racing. Uh, I do think that uh, you know, one benefit that uh, we really have in Ontario is, is the long-term funding arrangement, which gives security uh, for purse monies uh, well into the future. So that is that has given the industry in Ontario stability. Uh, the the leader and in, in the in the economic driver in the province is is Woodbine Entertainment and. Uh, uh, we are in a, a good position in the sense, and in, in and I don't know if you intended to do it, but certainly there's an overlap between the fact that we're sitting on 700 acres of the most valuable land in the country, and uh, we're a, we're effectively a nonprofit corporation. That uh, any income we will earn, or from property sales, or from ground lease revenues, will go back into sustaining horse racing. So there's a bright and stable future. I also think uh, in addition to the potential to generate revenue from real estate, uh, we also are very uh, well situated in terms of the, the sports betting that's pending in this country. We, we have a large share of, of the off-track market, or we have the share of the off-track market, but uh, we have a large share of the great locations for bricks and mortar in this province. We've got an HPI system. We're regulated. We have a lot to offer to uh, to the sports betting. We're not going to do it on our own. We're going to align ourselves with a major partner. But I think that will bring racing into the mainstream. I'm not so sure that uh, on pure revenue, the margins are going to be very thin in sports betting. But the fact that we'll be on mainstream and have a lot, of, lot more eyes on horse racing should generate uh, – more wagering uh, for the sport in this province. So I, I'm positive about it. We've got a well-run company. We don't have any debt. Uh, we've got the real estate assets, sports betting. Our brand is growing across uh, the world. I, I think our harness racing product is, is the best in North America. And I think Woodbine has a good reputation, and uh, including from a safety standpoint. So I think we will continue to do well. Uh, in the Ontario market, in the North American market, and our brand is growing across the world. So I, I 
I'm optimistic for the next five years, the next 10 years, even the next 20 years, if you if you wanted to push it that far. We've we've got some exciting things going on with the real estate development. We're going to have a go train station. We're going to have a Union Pearson stop. We're going to have 30,000 housing units at a minimum, 10 million square feet of commercial space. There's a there's a bold vision, but I think it's something that uh, that can be done and will be done. And and at the center ice of all of that will be horse racing, and it's exciting. You know, Jim, I got to give you credit. You lobbied really hard uh, to the federal government to protect horse racing, and they listened by, you know, not allowing fixed odds wagering on horse racing. So when they made that decision, how how much did it mean to you? How much did it mean to racing in Ontario? It was huge. Uh, it really was. I, I, I you've, you've heard me say it on, on social media. I don't think people can underestimate how important that was, and and. Uh, I, I hearken back to a couple of things. Um, first of all, Kirsty Duncan, who many of the listeners may be familiar with. Kirsty worked very hard behind the scenes, helping me get through and, and have the right discussions with the right people, including, in particular, Minister uh, Lametti, the Attorney General. And uh, and the light went on that uh, we were paying, uh, we are paying as, as racetracks across the country, we're paying for the cost of the content, the purses, the operating costs, and it just would have been completely unfair to allow uh, large betting organizations coming in and offering wagering on our product and, and not sharing in the revenue or not sharing in the cost of putting on the product. Um, it it may well have been uh, able to destroy the horse racing industry if that hadn't have been changed because the experience in other jurisdictions and, and the example we use is Australia. Fixed odds wagering has surpassed par mutual wagering in terms of the popularity, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that the, the young wager uh, that are betting on uh, – uh, football in the United States or betting on uh, on rugby or, or whatever in Australia, they bet on anything in Australia, um, they like fixed odds wagering. And uh, I, I'm not suggesting that someday there won't be fixed odds wagering in Canada, in Ontario, uh, but right now uh, they took the right step and protected the racing industry, and that was good, and it was it was very, very meaningful in terms of the survival of horse racing, that that they took that step, and and I and I'm thankful the attorney general's office stepped up and did that. Jim, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Nice to be on, and uh, and all the best. Just stay well. Thanks for thank much. you, Jim Lawson, CEO Woodbine Entertainment. Uh, and Perry and I, when we come back, we'll talk about some of what he had to say there. Fascinating conversation. Stay safe in the water this summer for all your marine safety needs. Visit fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your entire order. This segment was sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at braleyadvisors.com. And with 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, the TSN and iHeartRadio apps, and Apple Music. Now back to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Yes, guy. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Kincaid Construction's painting team knows paint like Canada, knows hockey. 
residential, commercial, Kincaid painters do it all. Paint it right, paint it the Kincaid way. Call 647-501-4233 to arrange a free consultation. This segment is sponsored by Murray Hoppin Insurance Limited since 1957. Murray Hoppin Insurance has been providing all your general insurance needs while specializing in business insurance. The dedicated staff of Murray Hoppin Insurance takes pride in servicing the hard-to-place industry segments like cannabis, hospitality, vacant and old buildings, and other hard-to-place business for a no-obligation quote. Call them at 416-736-9066 or visit their website, murrayhoppininsurance.com. So in this segment, we don't do this often, but let's just chat. Perry, uh, you know, I, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff there. What I really like is, is what can happen to that track of land it is expansive, and obviously over the years it was, you know, it was, it was a big track of land uh, at the edge of something, and now everything's built up around it, and uh, the potential there is, is phenomenal, isn't it? Well, it is, but I look at it more from a horse racing point of view because I spent so much time there. What are the, what's going to happen with horse racing? You could have a casino, you could have hotels, you could have all this infrastructure, but what becomes of horse racing? And I know we just mentioned Murray Hoffman Insurance and Kincaid Constructions, both of those guys are into horse racing. And I think anybody that is looking at horse racing right now is saying, it's great to have all these things that are happening, but will horse racing still be vital in 10 years from now at Woodbine? Well, and that's a good point. I, I don't argue that, but I mean, that's sort of the way the, the, the funding structure is, right? I mean, everything off that, uh, that track of land goes into horse racing. Uh, so based on the, how funding has changed over the years, that sort of pushed them down that road, didn't it? Well, I don't think everything that, that goes into horse racing, the money they, you know, they make from uh, the various things they're doing there, I think there's a certain amount of money. It's a nonprofit, and a certain amount of money is directed towards horse racing, but they've got other things expenses and all that so they just can't give away all that money so again i look at it from the point of view that this has been a long time in coming making woodbine uh, an entertainment you know complex beyond just horse racing it's not something new i I don't know how long it's going to take there and it's in development right now we've also got problems with covid delays in construction so it's exciting to see what's going to happen and what the finished product will look like it's also it'll be interesting to see how horse racing dovetails with that. Well, yeah, I mean, it has to um, make the transition into the, the, the world that we live in now, and, and it is doing that. It's just that, you know, you and I can remember when you had to pay to get in, when you had to pay for parking, and, and obviously that, that got changed over the years, and then, you know, I think you nailed the, the betting situation. Uh, you know, people expect that when they bet on something and the, uh, the, the finish is, is reversed that they would get their money back, and, and there's there's no real way to do that when you're dealing with cash. So that's that's something that has to be dealt with at some point. Well, there's some um, there's some agencies or, or companies where you can bet through them. And, uh, you know, there's various reasons why you'd want to do that. I mean, Woodbine has an, an avenue where you can bet through an, an agency that they have. You know, one thing that's that's come out of all this is can these people or these companies that run these uh, betting sites, can they refund the gamblers, right? Um, when you make a track, you can bet at, at Woodbine or any other track, they don't keep track of you as a better. It's very anonymous, and there's a reason for that. But when you make a bet through some sort of a, a, an adjunct agency, there is the potential to return that money. And I think for anybody who bet on the Kentucky Derby, they're wondering, okay, so the horse is going to get disqualified. The purse money is going to get taken away from the owner. The trainer's going to get suspended. The jockey's going to lose his money. But what about me? I bet on that race. 
what do I get out of it? Why do I have to suffer the results of something that wasn't my fault? And I think overall, within the horse racing industry, not just at Woodbine, not even Ontario, in the world, this is something they're really going to have to address because new people that bet on horse racing will have no idea that at the end of the race, even if you won, you may lose. Well, I totally agree with that, and that's really who they have to target going forward is new people. I mean, you know, it's it's like any other business. Uh, your existing client base is fine, but you have to have incoming, otherwise you flatline at some point. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, and again, I look at it, it's great to have the new people there. It's important to grow your business, but there are still people, hardcore horse racing bettors. I know a lot of them out there. I know one guy in particular, Tommy Masses, maybe the, the best handicapper at Woodbine right now. And in fact, he's actually getting away from, from gambling. He's just sort of gone to a different point in his life. So you still have to care about, care about the, you know, the, the generation of gamblers who brought horse racing to where it is right now while also looking forward. And uh, it would be interesting one day if you could somehow create that synergy between people who've grown up with it and still love it and exchange or, or take that passion and inject it into new people who want to know what is what is horse racing? Why should I become excited about it? Well, uh, and I'm just going to end on this. You know, for for a big race like the Derby, they have to find a way to track the bets because people want the money back if there's a if there's a problem. Not that there's a problem very often, but in that particular case, uh, maybe at a at a big race they should track it. Enjoyed the conversation. We have to make way for our Yes Guy, No Guy, which is up next. And, and let me tell you that Kincaid Construction's painting team makes it look easy. They bring skill, attention to detail, and professional know-how to every project. Paint it right. Paint it the Kincaid way. Call 647-501-4233 to arrange a free consultation. This segment was sponsored by Murray Hoppin Insurance Limited since 1957. Murray Hoppin Insurance has been providing all your general insurance needs while specializing in business insurance. The dedicated staff of Murray Hoppin Insurance takes pride in servicing the harder-to-place industry segments like cannabis, hospitality, vacant in old buildings and other hard-to-place business for a no-obligation quote. Call them at 416-736-9066 or visit their website, murrayhoppininsurance.com. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050. You're listening to The Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Kit Kane Construction's painting team knows the value of quality workmanship. Make your walls and ceilings fresh again. Paint it right. Paint it the Kincaid way. Call 647-501-4233 to arrange a free consultation. Well, Yes Guy, No Guy is sponsored by Dean Romani, TMG, SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Homeowners are first-time buyers. Talk to Dean Romani. He specializes in mortgage financing for purchases, refinances, home equity line of credit, and private lending. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTG Dean or visit his website deanromani.com or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Yes guy, no guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the official sanctioned edition of Yes Guy, No Guy on the Yes Guy Show. Go ahead, sir. Well, first I have to point out that one of our listeners just informed me that you and Jim Lawson are both in the Burlington Sports Hall of Fame, so I had to put that out there, okay? Oh, yes, absolutely, and I know who that was. Thanks, yes, Boxy. Yes, we both know. <laughs> All right, yes guy, no guy, again, has Drake jumped off the, the, the bandwagon of the uh, Toronto Raptors by aligning himself to the Lakers? 
Um, I'm going to say no guy, but it's like it's one of those no guy, yes guy routines. It's the reverse of, of the segment. Um, I'm going to say he's going to present it as, as no guy, but everybody else will take it as yes guy. So whatever. I'm asking I mean, you. It's a yeah, yes or a no. You can't have both. Well, it, I think in today's world, it's it's a no guy. He Okay. He you can be flexible in today's world. Bandwagon. No. I no. say he has. You're either, okay. you're either a supporter of the Toronto Raptors forever or you're not. Well, the season's over. What are you going to do? You sit there and, and do nothing? That's not the way the world spins, buddy. He can record some music, all right? Oh, okay, okay. Well, you're a little touchy on that. I am. Okay. Yes guy, no guy, number one from this side of the equation. The cadre suspension is too much. No. No guy. If you're a repeat offender, specifically repeating offending in the playoffs, this is why the Leafs traded him. Now it's, it's Colorado's problem. The only difference, I think, is Colorado was strong enough to get by without losing someone like uh, Kadri. I don't think the Leafs were. Yeah. Well, and there's, you know, it's been a, a number of years since the last infraction in the playoffs, but um, I just thought that you would have to remove them for the, whatever could remain of the series, which would have been five for me. If they want to go eight, I could understand it. I mean, there's because of what happened to um, to the Leafs' captain, Tavares, uh, you could see how uh, accidentally something pretty serious could happen. And, and so that danger is always there. So you need to get the gratuitous danger out of the game. And that's what I would call what Kadri did. You have to be in control of yourself. Go ahead, sir. The Toronto Sun has come under fire for a headline with uh, John Tavares laying prone on the ice. And it said Captain Crunch on the front page of the Toronto Sun. Do you feel that was out of line? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Well, it's out of line, and it isn't. I mean, I know the people that do the newspaper think it was fair, but but if it, if it was you, listen, I'm going to say something. We, there used to be a publication, I won't say the name of it, that, that used to be on the on the media business, and my line for that publication was, it's a great publication unless you're in it. And if you were in it, you didn't like it. And so, you know, that unfortunately, uh, this this is a uh, it, it sort of tests the new standards of what we will accept. So I could understand why the paper did it, and I could understand why everybody else doesn't like it. So I can't really give you a yes or no guy on that one. Well, I'm challenging you today, but you are, you are. Just before we get caught up here, Kincaid Construction's painting team paints everywhere. They travel the GTA and beyond. Kincaid painters do it all. Paint it right. Paint it the Kincaid way. Call 647-501-4233 to arrange a free consultation. Yes, Guy, No Guy, sponsored by Dean Romani, TMG, Saperage Mortgage Solutions. Homeowners are first-time buyers. Talk to Dean Romani. He specializes in mortgage financing for purchases, refinances, home equity line of credit, and private lending. Dean will provide you with a custom-tailored mortgage solution for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean or visit his website, DeanRomani.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. So lightning round here. Yes, guy, no guy. You are concerned about all the no-hitters in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I think it's yes, yes, guy. I think it's too much too quickly. Uh, I'm going to say no, guy. The one thing I don't like about the world we live in is when something happens repeatedly, like two or three times, it becomes a conspiracy theory, and all of a sudden you have to rectify it. I mean, so the pitchers are having their way. Is, is it their fault? No, just, but I, any guy can go to the plate and bunt. It's like they're deliberately not trying to create a hit. That's the problem I have with it all. Okay, and on that note, well, thank everybody for stopping by. Appreciate your support. Hope you enjoyed episode 26 of Yes Guy, and have a great long weekend. Yes Guy! <laughs> <laughs>